You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. As we meditate on the awesomeness of our God, which is what Christianity is all about, it's coming to know God. Praise the Lord. Coming to know God. Coming to know this God. You know, and there are several dimensions to it. Sometimes, you know, in the midst of personal or whatever challenges, I take time to look beyond myself. And I begin to look at the world God created. And that's why I try to give the illustration of the sun and the earth the other time. You see, our God is big. Okay? Praise God. The creator of this thing we live in is a mighty God. The other day also, I was looking at an ant. And I was wondering, you know what it takes to put life in an ant? To give it sense. If you're chasing it, it will be running. Who gave an ant the tracking system to know where there's sugar? Look at ants. Do you understand? I don't know. Do, do, are you getting what I'm saying? You see, your God made it. Put ants without telephones, they communicate. He knows where there's sugar. He finds it. You know, when you chase it, he's dodging you. You're trying to kill it. He's running away. How does he know you're coming? Praise God. Your God is mighty. The God that created you and I is an awesome God. That same God creates the mighty, you know, beast, creates the little ones. All of them are his creation. And then he creates the inanimate world and they're all there obeying him. The sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the wind, the waves, all of them. The disciple says, who is this? That the wind and the storm what does what? Obey. It's your God. It's our God. Praise God. He's mighty. Now, if God can orchestrate and control and limit all these things, what is in my life that he can't handle? What is it he can't handle? And for someone, what is that little detail that the God who gave and sense can't handle in your life? Praise God. You know, sometimes, you know, when the big things sound very spiritual, but even the little things, he's involved in it. Why? He's God. And he doesn't hide it. He said, and two sparrows sold for a farthing. Which means that the sparrow is so worthless that it has to be put to to get value. Do you understand? You can't sell one of it. I mean, so two, they combined two to sell for a farthing. And then he went forward and said, and five sold for two farthings. What it means is that if you are willing to pay two, we will dash you one. It's so valueless. And then he went on and said, and yet not that extra one falls to the ground without your heavenly father saying, I permit it. Tell yourself, he knows where I am. He knows where I am. He says, not even the sparrow. He said, that as worthless in value that sparrow is, that single one. He says, it will not fall to the ground if I don't approve it. It means he knows where I am. He knows what I'm going through. He knows what I'm experiencing. He has seen all of it. He has passed through his process. And he has said, you can make it. And he has said, I can handle it. Praise God. So we must never 
you know, lose sight of the awesomeness of our God. And then, you know, I think there was some, a time we dealt with that in church. His greatness, his love, and all of that, okay? You add that together with his love, his interest, his investment, praise God. How God committed himself to man. It was a big venture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, only son, no backup. That whosoever, that's how much he committed himself. And even more so now. You know, the other day, the Spirit of God was ministering to me. You see, in heaven, do you know one of the things we'll be marveling? The way the world celebrates Christmas now, when God sent his son into the world. When we get to heaven, when this uh, dispensation is over, you know what we're going to be marveling at? That the Holy Spirit was with us. Because any current thing God is doing, the flesh never appreciates it. I hope you know that. Now, for God's Son to be in the world is a great marvel beyond our comprehension. But for the Holy Spirit to be with you, you're in Pape, you're in Maitama, you're in uh, uh, Shomolu, and the Holy Spirit is with you there, is a wonder, wonder. Is a wonder, wonder. God is enduring you. You see, if the Holy Spirit were only in churches, it would still be a wonder. But that the Holy Spirit follows you, you're a mechanic, and you're entering under the engine, he follows you there. You're a carpenter, you're an architect. Anywhere you're going, the Holy Spirit goes with you. The Spirit of God, the engine of God is a wonder. Praise God. And we will never really understand it. So the Bible says, that song, it says, leaving your spirit on earth till your work is done. It's a marvel that the thought party, the thought person in the Trinity will remain with us. When we disperse, he doesn't go back to heaven. He follows you as you're going. He follows you as a wife. He follows you as a husband. He follows you as a student. He goes with you everywhere. He's a marvel. Praise the Lord. And when you consider all these things, you should settle it that failure is not on the list. Praise the Lord. Option A, B, C, D, E. Failure is not there. How can you be there? How can you be there? And that's why that scripture says, do not cast away your confidence. Don't cast it away. He said there is great reward. There is great recompense of reward. Why should you? He said if any draws back, my soul would. Why? This thing is a done deal. How? Do you understand? It's a done deal. He who called you, he didn't call us to try. He said he whom he predestinated, then he also called. For every flight to take up, you see, it's only car that you can get in a car and want to go to a location that doesn't exist. But for a flight to leave, where the plane is going to is a location that is already known. Planes don't find new locations. Before they take off, their arrival place, they are waiting for them there. And God is saying of you, he says, before I started with you, I had what? I had perfected your end. I'd seen it and said, this is doable. I want you to see your life that way. That whatever you are, wherever you are, whatever it is, the journey, you're like a flight about to take off. Flight 052, okay? They don't say flight so-so is departing Abuja Airport. Well, it depends on the weather, the mood of the pilot, where, whether it will land at Akira, Abiyokuta, or <laughs> Shagamu. No, when it's taking off, they say departing to. And where the plane is to get to, they're also expecting it. If you're there, they say, Fly so so has departed Abuja, is coming here. That's how God has passed. He says, He whom He did for no, He predestinated. And then He called to be conformed to the image. All these things are finished. 
Now, if it be so, why aren't many more people walking in victory? Simple. We don't follow through. We don't follow through. We don't follow through. There's excitement at the beginning, but we don't follow through. And tonight, the Lord will help us. Praise the Lord. To see why. To see how important it is that we follow through. And interestingly, you know, many years ago, I realized that all these things, and it's like that because the average Christian has come to believe in what Jesus did not tell him. He said, believe in me, believe also in God. If you were not, so I would have what? Told you. But if you choose what you believe, you're on your own. But Jesus, in, when Jesus made his call, Matthew 4, 19, the first call that we see Jesus making, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you. We can stop there. Praise God. Jesus, when he started with you, said, brother, follow me. Sister, follow me. Mommy, follow me. Auntie, follow me. Child, follow me and I will do what? I will make you. But you know what we have chosen? We have chosen Jesus has touched me. I will become. So the moment we have an encounter, we already draw up our plans. And we start running to get what we want. And then along the road, there will be all kinds of heartaches and all kinds of things. And that's why I quarrel with people who teach Christians how to get something. It's not in the Bible. We are not taught how to get. The only thing we are told to pursue after is God. As you are pursuing him, he will be settling things. We are not told to pursue any day. He has never been. Even God that called Abraham said, I will make you great. I will make you this. I will make you this. He didn't send him. He kept Abraham following him and following him until Abraham was tired of even asking, praying for what? You see, he kept Abraham until Abraham's prayer's point became laughing point. And then he gave him. As long as he was seeking it, he never found it. He was only complicating issues. Why? Because he says, I will show you a land. He said, follow me. Get out of your country, out of your father's house, out of your, to a land I will show you. What does it imply? implies that if you see one beautiful land, you want to park there, but he's not stopping there. So you follow him. It's so clear in the scriptures with Abraham, with the children of Israel. What did they do? A pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. What should they do? Follow, follow, follow. And as they followed, he led them. The mistake they made was at the point where they were before Canaan. And they sent the spies and they came back. The only thing they should have told Moses or even God at that point is that, God, we don't care the giants that are in the land. If we see the cloud enter Canaan, we will enter. Because time and time again, you have led us through this terrible wilderness. So if we see you enter, we will enter. We just want to follow you. And that's a charge for every one of us. That God has called. He says, follow me. Follow me. Not attain. Because that's where the frustration is. Anytime we want to attain, set something before us, it's popular. It will excite people. It will give people something to hold. Being of the year, they tell you, right, 17 things, 7 things. You know, half of the year, half, how many of them have you got? All of that. They put all those things. But it will only bring frustration and bring occasion for temptation and despair and backsliding and all of that. He says, follow me and I will do what? Make you. Follow me and I'll make you. Follow me. He didn't say it once. He said it several. Follow me and I'll make you. Follow me and I'll make you. He saw uh, Matthew 9, 9. If you want to, Matthew at the tax office. He said, follow me. Matthew 8, 19. Uh, let, let me see if I read it. 
Matthew 8, I read, you know, just to see how Jesus spoke to us. And when Jesus saw a great multitude about in Matthew 8, 18 now, he gave a commandment to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and beds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his herd. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. He was the same. He said, Just follow me. Follow me. And when you're following me, have no target. Why did he say to the man who said, Okay, I'm going to follow you? He said to him, Foxes have holes and the best have nests. But the Son of Man, be prepared. Though. Don't follow me with condition. I must be this. I must get this. He said, If you have that, there'll be trouble. Because you give the enemy something to hold. So follow me, ready. He didn't say, I will not take care of you. But don't follow me because of, don't follow me saying this must happen. Because if you follow me based on that, there'll be something to trip you up. Just follow me for me. It's not folly, it's wisdom. I've asked us here, do you know people that set out to want to get something from God? And people that set out to just want God. If you look at their lives, do you see those who want to get something from God being more successful than those who are just following God? Impossible. The only thing you can be sure is that those who want to get something from God are more frustrated. The Bible says they pierce their souls with hot iron. They sear their conscience. Those are the ones that are easily tempted into gimmicks in the gospel. They are in church, but they are playing all kinds of tricks. Because what they want, Jesus is not giving the, it to them. So they, they're trying to get it. Patience can't hold them. Okay? But God is saying, I love you. I'm the one who initiated this relationship. I'm the one who packaged this whole thing. He said, follow me. In Matthew 9, 9, he said to Matthew at the tax office, he said, leave this thing you're doing and follow me. Follow me. You know, that's the call. Follow me. Why? Because the battles, the intricacies of life, the enemy that has been left for us to deal with, we need all of God to be able to outsmart him. We need all of God to diffuse whatever he carries. Let's never forget that our first parents, you know, I keep making this point and I pray that it dawns on every Christian's, you know, mind and heart and spirit. Let's never forget that our first parents had no need and yet he brought them down. Adam owned the whole world. Adam owned all the uh, gold, all the silver. He owned America. He owned Nigeria. So those who want, who are missing God because of visa, he owned where you're living and where you're arriving at. Do you understand? The real estate, all of it, accommodation was, everything was his own. And Satan was still able to bring him that. And you, you're just pushing uh, room and parlor. And you don't want to fear God. <laughs> they owned everything. And yet, this enemy, so... Is it a wonder that the Bible says, you know, we, we, we are so strong on unless a man be born again, isn't it? If you met anybody now and the person said, I've never been born again, you just say, ah, your own obari, you need to start, isn't it? But why don't we also meet people and say, where you are, did the Holy Spirit lead you there? Didn't the Bible say, as many as are led of the Spirit, the, the, the ambassadors told us their thing. As many as are led of the Spirit, these are what? What does it mean? As many as are not led of the Spirit, who are they? Cousins of God. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? I mean, you know how strong we take it. Ah, this person is not born again. You have a burden and you know that this person doesn't know anything about the kingdom, isn't it? 
But the Bible also says, if you're not led of the Spirit, what are you? You're not a son. What does it mean being led of the Spirit? It means where you are going is the Spirit that is what? Leading you. What you're doing is the Spirit that is what? Leading you. If the Spirit isn't leading you, in fact, he says it another place. He says if it's not the Spirit leading you, then you're not His. Do you know how fundamental that is? So a lot of people can, you know, put their born again certificate up. But they can't say where they are standing is the Spirit that led them there. But it's fundamental. And I'm happy we, we looked at, um, at, at Jesus' temptation. We looked at it on Sunday, right? The Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. As a Christian, can you say, or rather, let me say from tonight, let it be that any temptation you find yourself in, let it be the Spirit that led you there. Any environment. Don't take yourself into where he didn't take you. Praise God. Because if he leads you to the wilderness to be tempted, the Bible says, angels strengthen Jesus. There was backup. If you take yourself to where he didn't lead you, he's merciful and gracious. Praise God. He will answer when you call. But maybe the people who will come are already on an assignment somewhere. So who knows the bruises that you would have taken. But the plan is that everywhere you go, let it be the Spirit leading you. Why? Because you're his son. So the Christian, we can say, is someone who is following the leading of Christ. The business I'm doing, did he lead me? This transaction, we've had testimonies. I told um, our brother the other day, one of these Sundays, we're going to do testimonies of refusal. Praise God. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, the only testimonies that they share in most churches is testimonies of, I got. But the truth is this. What makes you different from the unbeliever is that there are some things that they want to give you, you refuse because you know that it's not of God. And we've heard from many here. We've heard from Pastor Dave. We've heard from um, Pastor Ma. We've, uh, I heard uh, pa um, um, Deacon Davidson as well. Testimonies of refusal. That's what we have in the Bible. It said Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But the people that we are following refused. They had the privilege. It would not have been seen. If Moses lived in Pharaoh's house, grew up in Pharaoh's house, and became a Pharaoh, nobody can accuse him of. They were his parents. But knowing less than what you and I know, he said, I reject that. Not my portion. What was not his portion? The treasures of Egypt. Some people are saying, Pastor, is my portion. <laughs> what was not his portion? The treasures of Egypt. That he might identify with the people of God. The thing is that we don't know how, we, how rich, how great we are. And I don't know why people don't think. You know, yesterday I was very sick. And you see, just this whole world we are in. If you have ordinary fever, if they bring one billion before your face like this, and your temperature is pain is hitting you like you none of it, you just all you want is to be well. So I don't know how people don't even extrapolate. So soon and very soon we are going to be out of this world. How, what will you buy with money? Even ordinary misunderstanding with your wife. No matter how big your house is, if there is no peace in that home, there is no sweetness there. So we should begin to know that these things matter nothing. Moses was in that place. The treasures were available to him. But something told him, you don't belong here. That's how come he could refuse it. That's how come he could say, that's not what I'm living for. It doesn't mean that we don't, we want the treasures that are God-given. 
Praise the Lord. And they will come. Oh, surely they will come. They will come. After the testing, there comes an equipment. He says, after you've suffered a while, I'll do what? I will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and do what? And settle you. It's coming. The Spirit will lead you into it. Where you lose no sleep, you can share the testimony. You know, I also noted, I said, when we want to hear testimony, let's descend. If the process is not a follow process, it's not of God. It's not the end doesn't in any way confirm that it's of God. No, it's the process. Oh, it's the process. Did the Spirit lead you there? Was it a follow testimony? You know, was it a follow testimony? And God will give you follow testimonies in the name of Jesus. So we have in the scriptures, this is what heaven wants of you. This is clear. As many as are led, these are the sons of God. So the Lord wants us to be born of the Spirit, wants us to grow in the Spirit, and wants us to be led of the Spirit. One of the scriptures, Matthew 19, 21, the rich young ruler, we always also emphasize, unfortunately, on the fact that Jesus said to him that he should sell all that he has and give to the poor. And we make that the mainstay of the lesson in that encounter. But that's not the mainstay of the lesson. The mainstay of the lesson is follow me. And I tell you, I'm suspecting, I may be wrong, but I'm telling you, if that man, after he heard what Jesus said, didn't go, didn't sell, didn't give, but followed him, he would have still made it. Because if he followed him, he would have known more. Peter didn't have it all together, but he kept following. As he kept following, some things were dropping. James and John, they were sons of thunder. All they wanted was fire. I think they must have come from some church background here. You see? But as they kept following, some things were what? Dropping. If that rich young ruler had not departed, if he had with his wealth continued following, he will begin to see that I don't need this as much as I thought. He could have come to see that Jesus was sweeter to him than, you know, whatever the world brought. He would have changed. But he missed the most important. He said, go sell, give to the poor. You have treasures in heaven and come and what? Follow. Follow. That was the key thing. That was a critical instruction. Praise God. And for you and I tonight, we learn that. And how do we follow him? I use some illustrations and we'll see. How do we follow him? Very simple. What does the word follow mean? It means to come after. Follow means to come after somebody. Or also, or to go after. Or it means to watch somebody. Okay? It means to watch somebody. It means to go in the same direction. It means to go along the same route. It means to go as directed. It means to obey. Okay? So all of that, you can say, is to obey. It means to come after. We sing songs, and God bless our songwriters. And these songs mean a lot. The song like, uh, sweet to my heart, sweet to my heart. We sang so many sweet songs tonight. And those songs must become your desire. Praise God. Let them not just be words you speak. Let them not be empty words, you know, with rhythm that you speak. No, they must be your desire. He, he must be your desire. Why am I saying that? When you love Jesus like we sing that you love him, you don't want to offend him. Praise God. No, you don't want to offend him. And like we also sing that we love, when you love him like we sing, he satisfies you. Do you know one proof that most of our songs, are, uh, there are so many lies in there. The level of dissatisfaction in our lives. Jesus, you're all the world to me. 
and then you're very disappointed that something didn't happen but jesus has happened and it's still happening to you but you tell him you're all the word he says sweet to my heart sweet to my heart and then something doesn't happen your heart you say your heart is broken which heart is broken the one that jesus is embracing imagine a husband with a wife and say you're all that i have and then somebody doesn't uh, show affection or whatever and the person say my heart is broken say why is your heart broken? did i offend you say no she offended me what do you think the guy will eat for dinner <laughs> do you understand we sing this thing you see to follow him means okay thank god it's social media you follow people abby everybody won't deny now so maybe that will help you not to follow some people one of the new things i saw on facebook was on follow i've told you people i might win on follow award once i see a post i look at it i check i unfollow 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 okay but to follow means you're observing the person do we observe jesus and do you compare that to your day-to-day -day life so somebody stands now i stand as a preacher to you you should observe me you want to see jesus isn't it so if you someone is standing and is trying to lead you and you can't see jesus it should make you uncomfortable not somebody is obviously bringing a spirit that doesn't look like jesus but because he has large following and he's popular you line up behind him you have chosen him in place of jesus the apostle paul says follow me as what follow me as you can see me following christ how many people are we following that we can't see christ in them but we don't mind because they're cool they're popular they have following i was speaking to someone the other day i said it's a shame on us that we still measure christian leadership by wealth and by followership based on that michael jackson might still win any christian leader because after he's dead his albums are still selling and he's still very rich so we say some people say ah, this number of people are, are, are going to show and then is can i see christ is he propelling me am i learning something of christ in him why am i doing that it's not about the person it's because of the love i have for christ the same way also i'm not following because i'm not seeing you you're leading me away from what christ is teaching me it's because i love christ it becomes the defining factor why because i'm following him dad came here and taught us and said learning christ what zero zero one or 101 learning christ what is that it's you're in love with him it's following him you imitate him you copy him so if you know that jesus would have done something this way if you really are following him you know what you do you want to do it that way you want to do it that way because you're i mean have you become are you a fan of anything of anybody i'm asking some questions that are difficult i mean if you're a fan of you admire the way the person does things and you bring it into play any opportunity that you have isn't it you hail the person you're excited about the person that's what it means to follow jesus you know he fulfills you without doing nothing all the people that you're fans of how many have received money from the people that they're fans of how many have received um whatever if somebody says i'm a fan of um let's take um messi now Lionel messi it means that you're in your house eh? you're in your house in africa in, in abuja okay no nepa with generator and you're watching a match and messi scores praise god mosquitoes are biting you eh? it's raining. your roof is leaking your generator fuel is burning Messi scores. You just say, ah, yeah, yeah, ah. 
I'm happy. Now, what did mercy do for you? But because you're a fan of his, hmm, what is good for him, you count it joy for yourself. When you become a follower of Jesus, no matter what is happening in your personal life, as long as it's being lifted up, you will be joyful. You'll be joyful. What is it? Jesus is all the world to me. That's it. You just rejoice because he's reigning. You rejoice because his glory is being seen. That's it. That's what you see. That, those are, the, the, those are the, the pecs of Christianity that we are missing. So somebody comes to church and after service you're living depressed. And say, what happened? He say, I, I came, I didn't get something. He didn't get some. Didn't you see people praising Jesus? Even if you didn't praise him, the fact that others are praising him, you should make you say, you are worthy, Lord. You see souls being saved. You see somebody who was a sinner coming to confess Jesus as Lord. And the Bible says, even the angels who are fans of Jesus, what do they do? When they see one sinner coming, what do they do? They shout like fans. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. That alone, you can go home and eat your Sunday rice and say, I'm celebrating. They say, what happened? It says, some sinner came to Jesus. If you're really a fan, that's what happens. But if you're not a fan, but a user, the day he doesn't touch you, the day he doesn't assist you to do what is your own agenda, nothing happened though. Praise God. Anyway, so this is the way. And why is that important? This is how he wants to lead us into the blessings. Now, this following is not to punish us though. This whole following thing we're learning is to experience what he has for us. We said he has finished the plan from the beginning, isn't it? And how does he plan to take you from where you are to where the treasure is? It's by you following him. Do you understand? It's by you following. That's how it works. Now, this thing we're learning now, immediately we'll explain. I point out a few scriptures and then we'll try and close quickly. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 1. We have the account of um, Elijah and Elisha. It says, and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me unto Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, what? Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, yes, I know. Do what? He said, hold your peace. Hold your peace. I'm a fan of Elijah. Then Elijah said to him, now he's on this thing now. Elisha, stay here please, for the Lord has sent me unto Jericho. But he said to him, what? As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, what will do? I will not leave you. So he followed him and they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were in Jericho, public opinion, came to him and said, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? He answered, I know, but do what? Hold your peace. It's a personal matter. Elisha said to him again, Elijah, sorry, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So what happened? The two of them went on. The plan was that only Elijah will go. But somebody said, I won't leave you. Say, Jesus, I won't leave you. I won't leave you. I won't leave you. He followed him. He followed him. So two of them went on, verse 7. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while two of them stood by the Jordan. 
Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Now let's pause here in verse 9. So Elijah knew he was going to be taken away. Praise God. Why didn't he ask Elisha, What may I do for you? Beginning from Bethel since Gilga. Why did he wait until he had crossed Jordan? Why? Even me, I don't know. But what I know is this. The answer he gave him was key. He said, you have asked a difficult thing. But if you see me, who do you see? Who you're following? In a place in the Psalms, the Lord says, I will guide you with my eye. How can someone guide you with his eye if you're not following you know, guiding with eyes now is as I'm talking now, I give you a sign. Eh? Means you're not just listening to me, but you're following. It says, you have asked something that is difficult. Some of us, there are difficult situations. But the Lord is saying to you tonight, if you see me, if you continue to see my movement, you will get it. Should you ask a difficult thing? But there's a key that makes difficult things easy. If you see me. And you and I know the rest of the story. Elisha saw him. He saw him. He was that attentive. Do you know how many people tried to discourage him? How many people tried to tell him no? He persevered. If he judged by public opinion or not, let's not even call it public opinion. Let's call it popular opinion. Let's call it even reason. Not even popular opinion, reason. Because Elijah said, stay here. The sons of the prophet said, why are you going? It's over now. It's over. Everything is over. I mean, look at it. The master himself said, stay. His associate said, what's the point? But he said, well, <laughs> I'm holding on. I'm holding on. i show you another one in the New Testament. Very important. Matthew chapter 15. This miracle is recorded in all the uh, uh, um, Gospels. Matthew 15 verse 32. is the miracle of the feeding of the multitude. In that 1532, everybody read 32 for me. Read from different versions. New King James. Anybody, any, read anyone you have, please. New King James, yes. Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude. They have now what? Okay, let's stop there. Let me point out something here. We know God is a compassionate God. Okay? So Jesus could have said, I have compassion on the multitude because I'm a compassionate God. He could have said that. In fact, that's what it should have been. But he didn't say that. He said, now I have compassion on the multitude. Because. That because is what we are learning. Continue. He said, because they have what? Continued with me for how long? For one hour. Three days. Three days. How? Without eating. These ones, I've been looking at them. It was intentional. And because they deny themselves food for three days, they will eat miracle loaf. When you follow, you provoke something with God. When a man says, I will wait on God, I tell you, God responds. He takes note. He takes note. He gives recompense. You know, in every of those feeding of multitude, they said many baskets of leftover. That leftover is not leftover after they've eaten. It's after they've eaten. Those who come for governor's meeting will understand. I'm Queen's meeting. It's after they've eaten and don't take away. That's after they've put inside their tummy 
and put in their pocket and put in their bags. The ones that they couldn't pack by any means, that UPS could not transport. That's what was left over. So for the three days, it says they have what? Continued for three days with nothing to eat. They followed. In those three days, do you know the number that would have gone back? Do you know the number that went to eat Akara? The number that went to eat meat pie? The number that went home? Eh? This thing, uh-uh. This man, can't he give us break? They didn't know Jesus was taking note. And then at the point, say, that's it. He said, they have continued three days. They have followed me three days. He says, I will work a miracle. God will work a miracle. Somebody, you have followed God. You're a single sister and opportunities have come. But you have decided to follow God. And three shooters have come and gone. And you thought there were something. God will give you a miracle one. That when you get that one, you will look around like this. On your wedding day, you will somersault. Your bones are a bit old, but because of joy. And as you're somersaulting, the man will also be somersaulting because you won't just be his test, he will be your testimony as well. God is faithful. The problem is that believers don't follow through. Imagine the people that left after two days. When they came back to their town, they would say, Now, wow, which kind of preacher be this? He didn't even ask us whether we eat. He didn't even ask us whether ah, his man would, his woman uh, bread. Ah, yeah. When the people that follow through came back with food, that's what they'll be saying. That's how it is with God. He said, every promise of God in Christ Jesus, are in him, yes, and in him what? Amen. Everybody that will make a successful Christian journey would determine from the beginning, if I perish, I perish. And then you see you won't perish. The moment you're following and you're looking back, didn't Jesus say that if anyone lays his hands on the plow and looks back, he says it's not fit. This Elisha we're talking about, when the call came, what did he do? He took his uh, cat and whatever, used it as firewood and killed the oxen and burnt it. So even if he backslid, they wouldn't accept him. Nothing to go back to. You were born again Christian. Let every system of the world be away from you. Don't use it again. Know that this one, you are dead to it. Praise the Lord. Every system of the world, you know, catch the man like this. Catch the woman like this. Bobo like this. Bobo. Just look at it and laugh. Now, all those things, you are dead to them. Praise the Lord. You are dead to them. Just follow Christ. He says, I will make you. Praise God. In your office, be a fool for Christ. Let him make you. Concerning the relationship, be a fool. Don't try to hold a man. Eh? You're sending him pictures you shouldn't send. Answering him, you know, laughing at jokes. You know, he says some things that are the spirit of God inside of you is revolting. And you're just saying, <laughs> because you don't want him to be offended. You want him to marry you. Marry you and drive the Holy Spirit away. Where will you find joy in such a relationship? Any man that with him you're not comfortable, the Holy Spirit is not comfortable. The earlier he leaves you, the better. How can you marry somebody and then the Holy Spirit leaves and you want to be at peace? Haven't you read the scriptures that when the Spirit of God left Saul, you think they left him vacant? Who came? Okay? So it's a pro Just follow. Follow. Abraham began with God 25 years. God was leading him and just turning like this. You know, just turning like this, just turning. Why? He wants him to follow him. He wants him to follow him. You see, God is sure of himself. 
That's why he's not afraid. One of the things we said to is that know that God knows that he can't fail. You see, he's not afraid. So he won't think, ah, hey, eight years have passed. I may not, let me hurry up. No, he's waiting on you. He has seen the end. Have you had a match that you, you didn't watch the match, but you already know the score? And you now start watching the match. Okay. And the score says one team one, four, three. Let's take it four, three. And you start watching the match. Okay. And as you're watching the match, the team that lost is just shining. They're just playing. Pass, score, one, pass, two. You know, maybe three, one. And you're just watching them. Do you panic? What are you doing? You're waiting. Because you know in time, this team that you know has won will win. That's the same way it should be with your life. That's why the Bible can say to you and I, now our salvation is nearer. For every day that my promise is delayed, it shouldn't depress me, it should excite me. Because the end is settled. Are you with me? The end is settled. God will bless the righteous. He will. Praise God. Let's take a look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We know unknowing, no temptation has befallen you, but such as is common to man. Or, or, how does it begin? Say, God is faithful. Who will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear? Okay? But with every temptation, he will do what? Make a world of escape. Now, look at it this way. How will I know the world of escape in that temptation? How will I know? How do you know the world of escape in any temptation? They have to lead you to the way now. They have to lead you to the way. They have to lead you to the way. You have to follow to find the way. You have to follow. Now, how does it happen? One way we can do, let's look at 1 Samuel 30 so we see the application of that scripture. In 1 Samuel 30, we have David. I call it David's last battle as a fugitive. But in 1 Samuel 30, we find David and his armies, you know, returning and his soldiers, returning from a raid. And here they are, Ziklag. You know, completely burnt with fire. Nobody, no soul found, nothing. It was a dire, severe temptation for David. And furthermore, we're told that his soldiers did one, spoke of stoning him. And in the midst of that, by the mercy of God, David was able to revive faith, both in himself and his followers. And he went to God and said, shall I do what? Pursue? Shall I overtake? And God added, you without fail, recover. So that's a promise. Okay, so at this point, 600 men lost everything. They don't know what has happened. They don't know how to come about it. Let me show you something that happened and we close. In verse 10, let's start from 10. Okay, let me read from 9. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook vessel where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued, he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind who were so weary that they could not cross the brook vessel. 11. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and they gave him bread and he ate and they let him drink water and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisin. Stop there. These men have lost everything they have. Okay? And they're pushing an army. They don't know where they are. Praise God. And then on the journey, they meet a man, a young boy, fainted and they get him up. Let's count. Help me from your Bible. Let me read the things they gave him. What did they give the boy? Sorry? They gave him what? They gave him bread uh -huh, and he ate. They gave him water. He drank. This boy. 
what else? They gave him cake or figs. And he what? He ate again. They gave him two clusters. Do you know clusters? Of, they gave, this guy's stomach must be... <laughs> some, somebody told us that his stomach is bottomless pit. <laughs> Only him. And they were giving him and he was eating. Now, I want to ask you, if you were that enraged, will you imagine kindness to somebody? They've taken your family, burnt all that you have, and you're going to fight an enemy that you don't even know for how long you'll pursue. You don't even know how much food you need. And then you see somebody that is not related to you. And then you start reviving him. You give him bread. You give him water. We are talking of the desert. You give him bread. You give him water. You give him cake. And you give him two clusters of raisins. You don't know what value he is to you. Do you know that boy was what we may call their talisman? And he was dead. They had to revive him. The fruit of the spirit. Anytime you jump any, you jump your release. Listen to me. Christianity is sweet and simple. And it, many of us, in our moments of trial, the Lord has set a boy for us, for you to manifest. What was Joseph's deliverance? If Joseph looked at those people in prison and said, all of you, unbelievers, die. I say, die! But the Bible said he will walk around and say, why is your countenance? If he did not minister to them, who knows when Pharaoh would have dreamt. The way of escape is the a way where they give you to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Love, patience, long-suffering, kindness, humility, all of that. We are told about David's, one, another of David's case. Where he was uh, before, what was the name of that king, the Philistine king? Where he feigned madness. Listen, he could have told the king, don't you know David, the one that killed Goliath? Eh? But the, the man decided to go, he went the opposite direction. The way, the way of escape is where an opportunity will come. In that trial, maybe you're there needing one million. And they bring for you a, a situation where somebody needs 10,000. And you have just 15. And the Spirit of the Lord says, give him. I say, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Man, for late you. <laughs> I need 985,000 to complete. You're telling me to give 10. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Look at these soldiers. These were not nurses. They were soldiers. Reviving a boy with such effort. Cake, water, bread, raisins, and of no value. They didn't wear uniforms those days. So you won't even say the boy wore a uniform. They didn't know. But when the boy revived, he was their secret to victory. The Bible says he led them directly to where the people were. And when they got there, God had made them to be relaxed. That's how come they could recover. The way of escape is always a way of the fruit of... That's why it, as a Christian... You're believing God for something. You can't lie. You can't cheat. Eh? You can't be wicked. It's not God that will give it to you. Which God? Which God? Which God? He's a holy God. The promotion. You don't have to lie. In fact, let me tell you. If you miss that promotion because you told the truth, it's a way of escape. Because heaven will locate you. If somebody gets it. And it's about following. Because at that moment, you will know you will know 
that there are things at stake. But the option is, what do you want? Do you want to be close to Jesus? Or do you want to be close to what you want? That's the choice. David, this was his heart. He had been in the wilderness. So he said, this boy, if we leave him, he'll die. Let him not die. That was it. That was it. Time will not allow me to tell you about marriages that have come like that. I'm talking of um, Isaac's wife. Rebecca, how else? It was a well-based game. The, all the books on how to get a husband will never tell you to fetch water for man and camel. But it's a fruit of the spirit. Say, be kind to strangers. It's a world of escape. Last Wednesday, we were talking about people that work in offices. Distinguish yourself as a believer. Be the most loyal staff in that office. Praise God. Be the most, it's a way of escape. You never know. You never know. You can say, Pastor, do you know how much they pay me? My take home doesn't take me home. You're very correct. But the Bible says, in that office, serve that your boss as what? As unto Christ. You know that's what the Bible says. Now, let me tell you one scenario that could happen. You're in that office serving that boss in that 15,000 naira pay. Tomorrow, they can make that boss a minister. You know, he will fetch you as personal assistant. And then you can begin to give contracts. Remember me in your kingdom. But that's how it happens. They will fetch you. They will fetch you. You're there, you're playing while you're like every unbeliever. Your promotion that they have settled, you will miss it. Hmm? You're selling Ankara, you're selling uh, uh, shorts, you're selling video, all of them in the office. And the office work, you won't do. You say, even heaven knows that they don't pay me. Heaven knows they don't pay you, but that is your way of escape. That's your way. You see, we're Christians. Let me ask you, I'm a Christian. I mean, that's the way we do it. It's a way, do it well. You have a customer, you know, your deal. Deal with that customer like a Christian. You see, the things that our eyes are too limited. We only see four corners. People trusting God for life partner. You, you think, I, I went to, to somewhere the other day, and the lady that was, you know, attending to people was just being a bit agitated and irritated. I said, if this lady knew that she can behave in such a way that somebody here who is not looking for wife, can go and tell somebody who is looking for a wife, there is somebody, that lady is nice. Do you think it's only the people who you meet? They can tell somebody who is looking for. Do you understand? Heaven has recruitment agency. Go and ask footballer. Even when they are play, playing in Apoqua Primary School, they play out themselves because they don't know when the scout is scouting. Do you understand? It's a well, the fruit of the Spirit is a way of escape. David and his men took this boy, invested, invested. And when the boy ate the kid, the boy must have been doing well to them. I'm sure after they gave him the first one, he did. <laughs> they gave him a, ah, <laughs> until they fed him well. <laughs> Praise God. But really, that's what it is. Your God is mighty. Let's rise on our feet. Your God is mighty. Your God is mighty. Let's follow through. You see, mixing Christianity with the world doesn't work. You'll be frustrated. Take it the whole length. It will take you time, oh. Praise the Lord. Oh, it will take you time. It won't happen as fast as, you know, the other. No, it won't happen as fast as. It will take you time. You will look foolish. But Jesus, who said, three days they have continued, is counting your days. He's counting your months. He's counting your years. I want you to go and talk to him. Tell him, Lord, I want to follow you. Maybe hitherto you have not, but he's a merciful God. Today is a new day. 
Lord, I want to start following you like a Christian today. I've been born again. Let me be led of the Spirit. Let me be led. I don't want to lead myself. I can't be smarter than the Holy Spirit. What you're looking for, God wants to give it to you. The Bible says it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why don't you let him give it to you? Why don't you let him give you the kingdom? Why don't you let him place it in your hands? Lord, I will follow you. I will follow you. Help me, Lord. And I will follow through. I won't mix the world with my faith. I won't mix the world with my faith. I will hold on. I will hold on to my confidence. That thing that you began in me. Lord, I will value it. I will treasure it. This is who I am. Did you know the temptation that comes on the journey? But knowing that you know that you know that your God will come through. That your God will. Then you press on. Press on. Holding on to him. With what you've learned. He finished it. Brethren, the journey has been determined before you began. It's a staying power that they're checking. Will you stay through? Will you be a Christian through your pain? Will you be a Christian through your joy? Will you be a Christian through the trial? Will you be a Christian through the loneliness? Will you be a Christian in the dark? Will you be a Christian under pressure? Lord, I will follow. I receive grace. This is what you have required of me. He said, follow me and I will make you. Tonight, I will say I want to follow you. Lord, I will follow you. Lord, I will follow you. Lord, forgive me. Let's ask for forgiveness for paths that we have gone on our own, where the Lord did not send us, where He looked at though that was where the solution was going to come from, where we're going to get what we wanted. And we have found ourselves in diverse situations, but He's merciful. Even now, He's able to turn things around. Even now, He's able to turn things around. For I, I have a boldness. Thank God that this weekend is for Freedom Fellowship, for especially for the unmarried. Do not be unwise. Do not be unwise. Be wise, knowing what the will of God is. God loves you. You're the you're Jehovah's Prince and Princess. Honor the Lord in this situation, and you see the Lord glorify Himself for us in our finances. Yes. Things will be difficult. There will be moments where you go without. The Apostle Paul, look at the, the Savior of the Apostle Paul. He says, in many days, hunger, not fasting. In many days, in peril. In many days, naked. There were times he couldn't afford what he could have he needed. But he said of himself, he said, I've learned how to abound and to abase. And he says, in every situation, maybe poor, yet making many rich. Nothing could hinder my testimony. Because I'm a fan of Jesus. And he's seated on the throne. There is no controversy. Jesus is Lord. And my life will glorify his name. I, I, I want us to know that our God, our God is mighty, mighty to save, mighty to deliver. Has he said a thing? Will he not do it? He will do it because indeed he has already done it. Lord, we are worshiping you tonight. We are saying we want to follow. We want to follow. We want to follow through. We want to follow through. We want to complete this process. Let the work you have begun. Let the words you have spoken to us. Let the call that you have called us. Lord, let us make it to the end. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Every one of us, we are in diverse situations. And so will the trials come. As a father, as a husband, as a child, as a businessman. As, as a, as, uh, uh, Lord, Lord, help me. 
as a preacher as a pastor there are different trials whether you will follow the path of the lord but tonight tell him lord i will follow you i will follow you i will follow you you've been listening to a message by pastor ikina keke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404 you can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you